0: Welcome to the HR Tech 24-7 podcast, the home of HR and payroll technology news. Listen as we chat to industry leaders about the topics that are facing HR and payroll companies today and discover more about the world of HR technology.
1: Hi, and welcome to another Coffee in 15 with myself, Bob Rehill, founder and chief innovator here at HR Tech 24-7. Excited about today's conversation with Sunil from Diversio, where we'll be talking about diversity, equity and inclusion. Let's go and see what Sunil's got to say about the topic that's hot on people's agenda at the moment. Hi, Sunil. Great to connect again. How have you been keeping? Yeah, we do well, thanks, Bob. Great to connect as well. Good morning. Fantastic. Well, listen, listen, I'm really excited about today's conversation because it's a topic that we know is hot on people's agenda, especially at board level and senior HR uh, directors level, but, but actually executives in general. The whole conversation around diversity, equity and inclusion we know has been uh, ramping up over the last couple of years and, and, and is now becoming more and more prevalent in the organisation. And I know it's something that's close to your heart, right? And, and close to mm. di- what diversity I do. Tell me a bit about what are you seeing organisations now having to consider, uh, but also what are some of the things that they're not doing? Because I know there's some stuff around data and being able to get access to the right information. Tell me a bit about what you're seeing in the marketplace. now.
0: Yeah, great question, Bob. And I think what we're finding here is that organisations are doing a lot of great work. Let's, let's be clear. Yeah. Uh, organisations have enterprise resource groups um, and they're engaging their folk. They're paying you know, active participation in pledges in, in the main. Yeah. It's all great, absolutely brilliant, and the right thing to do. Um, and they're increasingly starting to think about data. But I think one of the observations I've seen, and this is counter to I think some of the data that says CFO is going to be investing more than 68% on DNA budgets than last year, is when you get into the conversation. How some United teams are actually struggling to do the things they want to do because they don't have the budget available to them. Right. Um, and so I, I do feel for DEI leaders because they're in this quandary of you know the business case is there, the moral case is there. But am I getting the support and backing to do all the things that I want to do? And I think I saw another statistic that during the pandemic, a lot of DEI initiatives struggled to get traction at the at the board level. So. It, really shouldn't be like that it's a priority it should be there from the get-go and, and
1: what can organizations be doing then to try and make it more prevalent what sort of messages could people who want to try and get the uh, you know DNI top of the agenda and get the investments that's needed to support either technology a bit like the diversity of technology but other technologies that might support that initiative what sort of messages could they be giving to the board to say how important this is
0: yeah absolutely and you know it's one of those which are a little bit fluffy yeah uh as, a, as an area but capture the data get the lived experience of employees demonstrate in an objective way with really high quant- high quality quantum quality yeah. analysis of the state of diversity equity inclusion within the organization to basically raise the level of awareness so i think like the most change program it all starts with awareness So as an executive, if I don't know what the problem is, then how am I going to do that? In fact, I've spoke with one startup, and the head of HR was really keen to invest in the sort of technology we provide. But she said, my CEO doesn't think we have a problem. That's the problem. Yeah. Because that's the problem, is not seeing what you can't see, knowing that, or full well, if you don't do anything about it, it'll be a huge problem. Um, and you know, unfortunately, you know, we saw some of the ramifications for a county creep club last year, which is very approachy 100. I'd hate to think what happened to the stock price overnight.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and so, organisations that are taking DNI seriously, um, mm-hmm. those that want to try and you know really show that they're making a difference and actually want to make an impact, not just in their organisation, but actually. This is a message globally, right? And and DNI is you know it's a, it's a hot topic. Like I said not just for businesses, right? It's just everyday life. What are the good organisations doing that the others could learn from? What are they? What sort of things are they putting in place and doing around DNI that organisations that think about it should be thinking about as well?
0: Yeah, I yeah. Beyond forgive me, um, some fancy language on the website which says you need to be you know mimic, mimic our communities and the. the with customers that we serve, they're actually going a lot deeper than that. They're actually making commitments, and not just diversity commitments, but inclusion commitments, and not just inclusion commitments, equity commitments, and belonging commitments. Organizations that are doing really well are going that far. And how are they doing that? They're capturing data. They're either doing it themselves, which is fine if they want to. They can get the level of engagement, or they engage technology providers like like ourselves and many others out there that can do the data collection data collection, of you know, completely anonymous, high quality, quantum quo, qual, leading to certification. And there are a number of certification pro- providers out there in the space, but certification is basically saying you're walking the walk, you're talking the talk.
1: And, and what sort of data are people like this, what, what you know, give us some examples, because it's really interesting for me, actually, because it's something that I'm not as close to, and I need to be, and, and I should be where I help organisations looking at their HR strategy for, for the future. What sort of data points, what are the top two or three data points that people are collecting that allow them then to make the next stage of change, real, um, you know, embedded change in their organisation?
0: Yeah, and probably split that in terms of diversity data and inclusion yep. data as, as two, two points of data yep. collection. And again, you know, despite, I have a lot of empathy for a, a senior leader in, in an organisation operating this space because there are certain legal, cultural constraints and around what you can and you cannot answer. So if I can't get the data, how can I act on the insight? How can I therefore present? We have a problem here, um, and this is where, know, yeah, demographic data, core data set, gender, sexual orientation, ethnicity, disability, including mental health. I mean that has to be an absolute must as a core data set. And um, you know beyond that. If you start asking about age and carer status and if you're a veteran all of a sudden you're not the person is not anonymous anymore they're actually quite visible in yeah. the organization so that challenge around how granular do i go around demographic data capture is something to consider i would strongly recommend that core data set i think number one i think around inclusion and there are various papers and studies out there around how you define inclusion in the main companies do a great job of defining inclusion, but I do think they're getting a little bit confused with I'm inclusive if I've got a diverse team in my organization. Man, they're two different things. I'm sorry. Two completely different things. So a little bit of muddleness in my in, in what I've seen around inclusion. But when you think about inclusion, what does it actually mean? It's partly leadership, it's partly culture, it's partly career development, it's partly recruitment and hiring, and it's partly around safety in the right place. And there is maybe a bit of a tip-off there with traditional engagement surveys as well. But what what I found and what works in our world is having a well-defined, rigorously tested, academically supported inclusion framework that companies can feel comfortable that that's what we should be capturing. And I think the other thing we've all heard about survey fatigue. It's out there, you know, my my COVID survey, my tech survey, my engagement survey, d survey so if if you're going to create something to do with data capture make it super quick make it super smart and intelligent and where possible leverage technology such as artificial intelligence and machine learning to really mine the data to
1: save you or that your third party that you're working with do unnecessary front work because the
0: tech's out there
1: and 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 I I hear what you're saying right so rather than trying to Make it a specific process or a specific survey to show that you're doing something. Embed it into your day-to-day practices, through your onboarding processes, through to your day-to-day performance reviews, through to the way you capture data in other activities you do across an organisation, and naturally collate the data that allows you to then use that for the DNI initiatives that you've got in place. And I think you're right. Sometimes we've got organisations that are saying, "Well, how do I do a DNI survey?" As a pro- and that becomes very reactive to I need to do something to, to show that I'm doing mm-hmm. something versus mm-hmm. embedding it in the culture of an organization and the day to day practices. And I think, you know, you're right. We have so many data sources today that sit in HR and or in other um processes that could we could be leveraged and fed into organizations like Diversio to provide the analytic information that we have today so that's good I I know this is always a hot topic and I think I know the answer but what are some of the consequences if we don't get DNI right in organizations I mean we talked about the FTSE 100 organization recently we've talked you know recently about you know the publicity of the cricket club you know that we all know about etc not doing the right thing what other consequences are organizations and how serious is this
0: yeah, um, um, not quite Helen's piece of string. That's for sure. It's not not a long shopping list, but I think there are three or four key buckets, you know. And in a multi general workforce where the millennials are now in senior leadership positions or on, on the verge of, you've yeah. got Gen Z rapidly coming through uh, the sort of their education to the workforce. That's what they're going to demand. They're going to demand. They're not going to ask politely. They're going to demand to be working in inclusive organization i think there's a statistic i think 70 don't quote me on this something like 76 percent of millennials would judge a brand by its social commitments something like that okay yeah so one of the consequences i'm not getting it right you're going to lose the war on talent we all heard about the great, great recognition and they could be resigning for many reasons They could be really inclusive enough i think number one yeah. number two and this is well very well documented and well versed about the challenges with groupthink um there was one example, it really blew up on LinkedIn, but there was one organization, obviously I won't name them, that had a product which was using a Hindu symbol to portray, to sell a candle. And it was a leather candle. So somebody maybe in the buying team or the procurement team who came from a diverse background would have spotted that. You just can't do that in, yeah. in, in, in Hindu culture. Yeah. Um, so you, you can make a big faux path, I think, there. Yeah. The other is the potential for, and you know, the, the that we mentioned is maybe part of this is a scandal or a risk of a, yeah. a, a risk from a scandal um, and you really don't want that in the headlines. I mean, there's been yeah. unfortunately a number of companies that have fallen foul of that. Um, and then I think probably the best of all is you know the innovation potential by having more diverse teams where every, everyone feels contribute everyone feels you know equally um, on, a, on a plane to contribute better ideas and better innovation, better returns,
1: mitigate the risk. Well, it's a win win, right? No, absolutely. Well, so no, so, you know, it's a topic that is close to my heart. You know, I grew up, you know, in the age where people weren't as um appropriate and 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 this is coming, but you know, that was a time gone. We have an opportunity now to really, as you say, support the millennials and the jets gen- you know the, the relevant generations coming through into leadership roles. And you're right, it's a demanding place, right? They want to work in this diversity and inclusive organization now and you're right the talent um, or or the warfare talent will start to do that because they will start to make a noise and the noise that is being created from people not being treated correctly is louder than it's ever been before as well so yeah organizations that might be listening to this podcast and or this webinar you know it's a serious matter there are ways of embedding it into your organization um, and using technology to support that so, so, Neil, listen, we, we, we typically try and you know, keep this conversation to a short, and I think this is a topic that we could go on for hours about. Mm, um, you know, so. what, what would be the one or two things you would say to organisations You know, get in there right now? Not about you know, diversity, but w- what should organisations be immediately thinking, I need to go away and do something about this? What, what, would you, what advice would you give them? Yeah,
0: I'd really look at that budget allocation and yeah. think seriously about what you're allocating towards d and if it's a mere fragment, almost a token gesture, think about the consequences of that.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. a really relevant point, right? What's the cost of not doing this correctly far outweighs the initial investment.
0: Correct. And we have taken, spoken about it a few times, but if this is really going to motor, let's use the phrase that all of your listeners will know, what doesn't get measured doesn't get done. Yeah. Serious. Yeah. So get the data, get measuring, get tracking, fi- find out the pain points, Find out where you where you might may, may be lacking by geography, by team, by region, by whatever it might be, through your partners, okay? Um, yeah. and act on it. Don't just sit on it. because um, that be then you, you shouldn't have been bothered in the data in the first place. Yeah. Make sure you turn your insight into action. And then as you progress, you see the benefits. Yeah. You know, do HR go ask for so many, because you've demonstrated the power. <laughs>
1: No, absolutely. Listen, sort of very wise words, and just want to take the opportunity to thank you because you're supporters of what we do here at HR Tech, twenty four seven. You've got your uh, your stand on our platform. Anyone listening to there can go and find out more information about you guys anyway on there and and see. But obviously, you know, you know, there is information. We'll put your contact details at the end if anyone wants to reach out to you personally and and talk about this as a as a topic, topic that is that should be on everyone's agenda, right? No organization mm-hmm. should not be talking about this. Um, at any point so it should be on 100 organisations agenda for the for the coming period but so listen it great to catch up with you again always love this can't wait to have a beer with you one day and get out of this COVID situation <laughs> but and hopefully 2022 will be able to do that but listen thanks again for your time appreciate your support and look forward to catching up with you again in, in the future thanks Anil take care yeah
0: great thanks Bob bye thank you bye, bye now, thank you. Bye. Bye now. This podcast was brought to you by HR Tech 24-7. For more information, please visit hrtech247.com. Want to feature in a future episode of the HR Tech 24-7 podcast? Click on the link in the bio to find out how you can get involved.